from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to Live from America. You know how Monday shows go. So if I was you, I would literally use this opportunity, the first few minutes of the show, to share, 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 share. Share, share, share with everybody you possibly can. 15,000 different people, if you got them, share them. Because I'm going to break down the audit for you, maybe in ways that other people aren't. And I'm going to tell you the truth of what happened in the preliminary report in Arizona last week. You are watching live from America, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, and I am so, so thankful to God that I have this platform to be able to come to you guys every single day, Monday through Friday, but especially on Monday mornings, and especially this Monday morning. I know all of you are sick and tired of the mainstream media, their lies, their narratives, and their agendas. I know that it was really hard with everything that was going on this week with a, with a, a rally from President Trump, which by the way was phenomenal, and everything else going on. It's so hard to focus and really break down what happened in Arizona, but I'm going to do it for you today. I'm going to do it for you today, and I'm so, so happy that you guys are all here. Thank you very much. Please, let me give you a shout out. Please put your name and where you're from in the comment section on Rumble. Of course, we're live on Roku. We're live on um, Rumble. Not live on YouTube. We will be again starting tomorrow. I think tomorrow the two-week ban um, gets lifted, but I fully expect, I expect to be banned again. And that this time will be the third strike, and that page will be completely wiped out. So maybe I'll just build another one. Tomorrow, just so that we have it in place. <laughs> uh, good morning from Baltimore. I can't share on Facebook. I got put in Facebook jail. Well, God bless you. Good job. Great job. I can't even see anything on Facebook. Michelle from Arizona. How you doing? Good to see you. We've got Rita from Indiana. We've got Miranda Dolan and Sally Jack. Good to see you. Bob from Florida. How you doing, man? Good to see you. Thanks for joining in. Um, let's see here. Who else do we got? Uh, Betty from Webster, Texas. Home of the brave. Never give up. Well, you guys are doing your own forensic audits in at least four counties there, and that's wonderful. Lauren from South Carolina. Phyllis from the Sunshine State of Florida. Penny from Northern Crazy Fornia, she says. Deb Webb from Everett, Washington is joining in. Good, good to see you. Uh, Roberta from Florida, how you doing? Robin from Arizona, good to see you. Joe Bo from Texas. And uh, let's see, Roxanne from watch, uh, Minnesota is watching. Uh, Frank from Kansas, good morning, Frank. Good to see you, my brother. Thank you very much. Uh, looks like I'm retiring soon. What's that say? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What up, Jeremy? Looks like I'm retiring soon. Trump is coming back, huh? Well, Trump's coming back one way or another. We'll put it that way. Uh, whether he has to run or whether he doesn't. You know, I think he's really waiting to say I'm going to run uh, to see how these these audits, uh, you know, how they how they come to fruition. Uh, Terry Sue, how you doing? Good to see you. And one more here. Let's give it to Carla from Carla Albany, Missouri, it looks like. Good to see you, Carla. Thanks for joining in. Mm, nice and hot, so you know we got a slurp, right? 
Let me also give a few more shout-outs to here some, uh, from some monthly donors that uh, that I saw this morning while looking through email. Uh, Lucy Call, thank you very much, Lucy. Good to see you. Uh, Jacob Baxter, thanks for your monthly donation. Sherry Zinker, thanks for your monthly donation. Nancy Brewer, thank you very much. Teresa, oh, let's see if I can say this last name right, Sian Sciolo. And uh, Ken Miller, God bless you and thank you very much. Maria Schaefer, thank you for the box of Bibles. I really, really, really appreciate that. Yes, there was no verse of the day this morning, folks, because I did not get a newsletter out this morning. I have just been absolutely cranked, busy from the minute that I wake up to the minute that I go to bed. And to be honest with you, uh, I'm really cutting my family time very, very short lately because the new studio being built, you know, uh, making the move uh, to... Real America's Voice and their platforms and all the stuff that surrounds that. I'm constantly having meetings with those guys, that production team, as well as everything that I did before. So seems like I'm just getting busier, but it's okay. I have a plan in place as we move into the new studio over the next month. Um, there's a lot of uh, streamlining that we've put in place for sending out Bibles, sending out stickers, sending out thank you cards, answering emails, answering social media. And that's just that stuff. And But we've got it in place, and I just want to say thank you so very much for your patience because it's been a ride to get here. However, I do have a verse of the day today. So please, ladies and gentlemen, listen up. Isaiah 43.2. Isaiah 43.2. And it says this, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Again, that is Isaiah 43, 2. And what is he saying there? What, what, what is that saying in that verse? It's saying that when you, when you make the, the decision to walk through the fire, meaning when you make the hard decisions to go and confront evil or confront um, uh you know, a very a massive challenge in your life. God is going to be with you. None of the things that would hurt a normal person going to face those challenges, going to face that evil, uh, none of those things will hurt you. None of those things will harm you. None of those things will, 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 will stop you in any way because as a believer in Christ, as somebody who really honestly believes that Jesus Christ is the, full, is, is, the, is, the, is the rightful Son, the righteous Son of God, and He died on the cross for our sins, if you believe that in your heart, and you go and you tackle these major, major obstacles in your life, or, or, or in somebody else's life in, in place of them, as, as, a, as, a, uh, as a proxy soldier for them, because some people don't have that faith, some people don't believe like we believe, then you will not be harmed. And that last part that said, when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Does that not remind you of the book of Daniel, chapter 3, when they're really when, when it's uh, referencing Shadrach, Meshach, and, and Abed, Abednego walk, uh, being put in the flames? And everybody saw that there was three figures going in, but then there was four figures while they were in there because an angel literally protected them from the flames? That is not just a story. That is a historical event witnessed by many people that it was true and that it happened. Even people who did not believe in our God of the Bible, the God of, uh, of creation, the God of the universe. That is what makes the Bible so incredible. There is just as much, if not more, testimony, witness testimony of people who did not believe the same thing that we believe. That should give you the, the 
the biggest answer that you're ever looking for. Is the Bible real? Are the events of the Bible real? And just the sheer historical evidence of eyewitness testimony from people who didn't believe it should be all you need to know. Should be all you need to know. So ladies and gentlemen, remember, you cannot beat God. Okay? And you're going to see, you're already seeing it, you're already seeing God winning in so many ways. Now, I will say that over the weekend, a lot of people were saying to me, I can't believe what the mainstream media is saying. Can you believe what the mainstream media is saying? Well, the mainstream media said this. Well, the mainstream media said that. Since when on God's green earth in the last five years have we worried about, cared about, or put our entire faith in what the mainstream media says? Did you think anything different was going to come out of the Arizona preliminary report? Remember, I keep saying that for a very big reason. Since when did we think that anything coming out of Arizona in the preliminary report was going to be reported on accurately by any of the news stations, including Get In Your Foxhole News? Come on, you guys. I've probably seen at least 100 emails or messages coming in on some kind of social media while I was at the wedding even of people going, well, that's it. Well, that's it. Mainstream media said Biden won, so I guess there's no moving forward there. That is every indication you should, that is every indication that you need, every piece of proof that you need that, that what came out of Arizona was real just because of the fact that every mainstream outlet was in unison in their agenda. Come on, you guys. You guys know better than this. I've seen so many people just so absolutely kicked in the gut and hurt over the over this weekend because the mainstream media said something. <laughs> Again. Who cares what they say? They had all of this planned out, which is why that 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 document was leaked the night before so they could set the narrative in stone and push the agenda throughout the entire weekend. I told you that the preliminary report was the beginning of the end was the beginning of the fight was the fight that we'd been training for and now we're in a tournament we've been training for this tournament so, so we could be the heavyweight con- uh, champion of the world but now we're in a tournament and it's it's okay <laughs> it's okay that the mainstream media said that it's actually really good that the mainstream media said what they said and we're going to get into all that at the first and foremost section but we cannot forget the lord's prayer last week i forgot to say the lord's prayer okay I forgot to say the Lord's Prayer to start the show, and it really set the, sh- the, the, the tone for the show. I don't think it is good, was as good as a show as it could have been because, because we forgot to say it. So, please, remove your hats, and let's get everybody back in unison, okay? Again, okay? Let's get everybody back on the same page. Somebody said, Jeremy's scolding us. I'm not scolding you. I'm not. I'm, I'm reassuring you. I'm reassuring you. See, my wife and kids think that all the time, too, when I'm very forward and very blunt they're like you're yelling at us no no i'm not yelling at you i've never never yell at you guys you guys are my boss you could fire me i'm not yelling at you and i'm not scolding you i'm reassuring you aggressive i'm aggressively reassuring you how about that let's please say the lord's prayer together shall we here we go our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Lauren says, Jeremy, I'm just kidding. Lauren, I know you're just kidding. I just wanted to make sure that I got that out there. I, I really need Joe Biden here sniffing over my shoulder to say, come on, man. Come on, man. You, come on, man. It's just snobbing a snobbing snobber. The only person in the world that speaks in cursive. Let's just be blatantly honest here. Let's be blatantly honest here. Joe Biden is the only person in the world who speaks in cursive. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Because I'm ready. I'm ready. And I need you guys to reach down and hit that rumble button, please. It's a little plus sign. It looks like this. Little tiny T. Just hit that bad boy. And then share the video. All right? Now let's get back to the first and foremost section and let's really lay it down exactly what came out of this report. Now I'm not going to go line by line. I'm going to give you the 5,000 foot overview. So here we go. Let's get to the first and foremost section of the day. Let's break down Maricopa County. And the preliminary audit. First of all, let's get back to that word, that, that phrase. I keep prelim, Preliminary audit. Now you heard... What they said when they started that uh, hearing, right? And it was the same thing that I heard when they started the hearing before that. And it was the same thing I heard when they did the hearing before that. Every single Senate hearing, they started out with the same exact wording. And that was, in no way, shape, or form is the Arizona Senate here to tell you who actually won, who got more votes, who the winner is, or to challenge anything, or to overturn anything. Our entire process here has been predicated on us finding out what happened in the 2020 election, where the irregularities were, where the laws were broken, and how we can restore confidence back to the Arizona voters. That is what they have pushed and said ever since the very beginning. Again, the Senate does not have the ability to charge anybody with criminal uh, offenses, criminal uh, any kind of criminal acts. The, the Senate has no ability to say, well, that vote is definitely fraudulent. This vote isn't. We're going to give that a vote to Donald Trump. They don't have the ability to do that. What they do have plenary power to do in conjunction with an attorney general's investigation and criminal referrals is then to decertify an election working in, in tandem with the Attorney General's office, and ideally working in tandem with the Secretary of State's office. But we know that's not possible in Arizona. We know that they cannot work with the Secretary of State's office. We do know that they can work with the Attorney General's office. We do know that everything was handed over to the Attorney General, and we do know that there were laws broken on purpose in Maricopa County, specifically the fact that the machines were attached to the internet, which we know is true, and specifically the fact that Maricopa County supervisors on camera uh, compared with the timestamps of when files were deleted happened. So not only do we know that files were deleted when they were, uh, that's against the law, we know that we have the timestamps of the times that the files were deleted, and we also have the camera footage of the Maricopa County supervisors and, and, and their aides who are sitting at these computers at that timestamp of the time that things were deleted. Those are the things that are called criminal uh, acts. And those criminal referrals 
have been handed over to the Attorney General along with the entire preliminary report so that the Attorney General can then say, yep, that was fraudulent, that was fraudulent, that was against the law, that was against the law. Here's the number of votes that we found after your preliminary report that were illegal or fraudulent. Okay? So that's at that point. Now, one thing that we have not been able to really get our hands on is, a, let's say, okay, the routers, then the router information. That's coming. That's coming. We already have that coming. We weren't able to get our hands on the passwords, the key fobs, or, or uh, the Splunk logs. Those are all coming. This preliminary report did not do a full signature verification matching um, audit, which Dr. Shiva says if you do that, you're going to find that 57,734 ballots that were fraudulent. You're going to find those in the hundreds of thousands. So we didn't even perform that. And, ladies and gentlemen, let me might add that they didn't even do anything with the illegal alien vote because there was plenty of illegal aliens who voted in this election. Knowing all of that, what we do know from the preliminary Arizona Senate report is that there were 57,734 ballots that were counted when they should not have been counted. They should have been either A, investigated and set aside, or B, removed completely. Now, what you're hearing on the mainstream media is that all the votes are there, and all the votes are within, within hundreds, there was only discrepancies within hundreds, that Biden actually won. Of course you're going to come to the conclusion that Biden actually won by counting the ballots that were recounted and audited. The difference is you're not supposed to count all the ballots that were audited because there's almost 60,000, which is almost six times the, the amount of the, the margin of victory that Biden won by, which is only 10,457. You have the mainstream media and the Democrats continuing to say, see, he won because they're counting every ballot, which is the stupidest thing on planet Earth for anybody to even to even fall for that. Because, of course, you're look, it'd be like the equivalent of this. Here's the equivalent. OK, so so that I could really make this as easy as I can, as easy as I can. OK, if I give you. Two ten dollar bills. And you look at those two ten dollar bills and you go, I got I got twenty dollars. And everybody in the room sees that you got $20. And then you run those, let's say you run those bills through a machine that says, is that a $10 bill or is that not a $10 bill? And each one says, oh, that's a $10 bill. I don't care how many times I count these two tens, I'm going to have 20. I don't care how many times you count these two tens, you're going to have 20. I am going, I don't care how many times everybody in the world, unless they're illiterate, counts those two $10 bills, they're always going to equal 20. But what happens, what happens when you find out, oh, wait a minute, one of those $20, $10 bills that I gave you is completely fake, is not, not a real $10 bill. It's actually a copy. It's a good copy, but it's a counterfeit $10 bill. Are you still then going to count those two $10 bills and say, I have 20? No, you're going to say, well, this $10 bill that is fraudulent and that is counterfeit, might as well rip that up and throw it in the trash because it doesn't matter. You now don't have $20. You now have $10. And that is what the mainstream media is, is focusing on. They're focusing on the two $10 bills, one being real, one being fraudulent, and they're still saying we have 20 You don't have 20 
You have 20 at face value, but you don't have 20 in reality. And that is what's sent to Mark Burnovich. Okay? I hope that that at least brings a little bit, sheds a little bit of light on exactly the vote count. Mainstream media, again, is saying that the same votes, you know, very similar to the votes that were originally counted are the same, is the same number. Well, duh. Well, duh. It's time to decertify this, but you can't decertify it until Mark Burnovich and his team actually does the investigation properly. Meanwhile, you're going to get all the information from the routers. You're going to get all the inf- you're going to get all the passwords and you're moving on to Pima County, which is the second largest county in Arizona, and Mark Fincham says that he knows of at least 35,000 fraudulent ballots there. So what it's going to do is it's going to trigger, Mark Burnovich's investigation is going to trigger more and more counties to do it, which is also going to trigger more and more states to do that and to follow suit. Okay, that's that's what's going on here. But again, the plenary power to take back the votes, to decertify those electoral college votes, remain re, uh, resides with the state senate and the house, the state legislature. Those two together can do that without the governor, without Governor Ducey, who came out and said, oh, we're not going to do it. You have no power here. You have no power here. You have no power here, Ducey. You have none. And neither does Secretary of State Katie Hobbs. They have zero power when it comes to decertifying an election. Zero. State legislature, plenary power, period, in the Constitution. So, we know that state... Secretary of State Katie Hobbs is not going to work with us on this. We get that. But Mark Burnovich wants a future in politics. He wants to be a state senator from Arizona. So what do we have to do? We have to make sure that Mark Burnovich from Arizona, Attorney General, who wants to be a state senator from Arizona, needs to do his job. Now, he's saying he's going to do his job. He is saying he's going to do his job. And we're going to get to that in a minute. I want to break down a little bit more for you here. Okay. Final assessment here, and we're going to break down a little bit more after I give you these final numbers. Final assessment is that the elections were very unsecure. Very unsecure. We know that they were hooked up to the internet. 100% proof that they were hooked up to the internet. The router is only going to validate that. The router information is only going to validate that. Period. Number two, we know that the, uh, um, the files were deleted against state law. Very unsecure. You can't have that. That's against the law. We know that 57,000 ballots, 57,734 were counted when they should not have been counted, which again prompts either one of two things, investigate and set aside and don't count right now, or remove immediately. And 17,000 of those, over 17,000 of those were double votes, meaning that that ballot was scanned through a machine twice and counted as two votes. Remember, The margin of victory here is only 10,457. And if you have 17,000 ballots that ran through that were double ballots, those should not count. Now, what the report's not going to tell you, and what Mark Burnovich has access to, is who those votes went for. Who the votes went for. We don't know that. But I would be willing to bet, out of those 57,734, that a majority of them went to Joe Biden. What do we also know? We know that 96%, or over 90%, I have the numbers, I'll get to it here in a second, but over 90% of the ballots counted, the mail-in ballots counted, happened after Election Day. Again, 
mail-in ballots, COVID, COVID-19, mail-in ballots, absentee ballots, and provisional ballots. That is how they stole the election. Dominion, what Mike Lindell is working on, that is an entirely different, um, entirely different strategy. Like, like, uh, Steve Bannon says, you have ground strikes, you have air strikes, you have uh, sea strikes, you have different people fighting different battles. Mike Lindell and his team are working strictly on Dominion and, and China hacking into our election and changing vote counts. What Arizona Maricopa County uh, audit was was something completely different, so you have to make sure that you separate those two. Now, again, before I move any further, let me remind you, this is only one county in one state. Dr. Shiva says if you were able to do a full forensic audit and do a full signature verification audit, you would find hundreds of thousands of signatures that do not match. That's what he wants to get to, him and his team want to get to. Okay? Now, let me continue to read here. The uh, Again, this is just the preliminary report without access to key fobs, without access to passwords, without access to Splunk logs, and without access to routers, which are all coming, by the way. All right? And not doing a full signature verification audit, and, again, does not account for any illegal alien votes, which there were many. But now let me dig even deeper into this for you, shall I? Here we go. What we learned was that there was a myriad of issues with the counting process that undermined the confidence in the true and accurate count of the election. The election simply system simply does not balance out. Some of the issues that jump out immediately are the following. Deleted and purged files. The timing and deletion of the files the day before the February 2nd, 2021 initial audit. Maricopa County purged the machine records the day before the audit started. The day before the audit started. And there are laws, okay, in Arizona and federal election laws that state that you cannot audit, delete, or change any of these files for at least two years so that a proper audit can be done. That is a law. That's not only a state law, it's a federal election law. Violation of the law occurred in that moment right there. Approximately 1,500 files were either deleted or modified. Now, that doesn't mean 1,500 votes. That means 1,500 files. There's several thousand votes, ballots, in each of those files. That's number one. No security or credential management whatsoever. There were shared accounts and passwords which made the identification of those deleting or purging files difficult but not impossible. Remember, you have timestamps and you have cameras on certain computers. You can match that up pretty easily. Now, before I further move on, I know there's a lot of information here, and you may have to go watch this twice because I talk fast. I worked for an IT company for many years, and in this IT company, we had many government contracts, meaning that we supplied the IT and the security for many businesses that held government contracts. If you are working with a company that has a contract with government uh, has government contracts to produce whatever they're producing, um, then or, or or engineering or manufacturing, then what you must have is you must have up to date security for their um, for their internet infrastructure constantly. Meaning that if they're out of compliance any month to month 
at any time, month to month, then the government will terminate those contracts. So the government has very, 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 very strict security measures when it's dealing with just manufacturing companies within the United States of America. Why? Because a majority of cameras that we use, a majority of the security systems that we buy come from China. So the the United States government has outlawed any cameras or any kind of security systems that come from or manufactured in China because of their fear for security. Another thing that you constantly have to do is constantly have to have your um, your IT system or any machines on that system like printers or fax machines. They always have to be up to date with the most secure um, uh, anti-malware, anti uh ransomware stuff out there. It's constantly got to be up to date or the government will terminate their contract with that business. The same is not said, however, for the most sacred and the most powerful thing that we have in this country, which is our voting machines. And we also know that those machines in all states, but definitely Arizona, were not up to date with the most, uh, the best and most secure um, security programs and and uh and measures so that alone made those machines not up to code which means that they anything that you get from that machine any result that you get from that machine cannot be counted so if you take it even to that level you're talking millions of votes across this country that can't be counted because the machines were not even up to date with the proper security measures so that's outside of everything that everybody else is talking about. That's just my experience working with an IT company. But I digress. There's a lot here to go through, so let me move on. Duplicate ballots were grossly mismanaged, and our laws in Arizona were broken regarding this important part of our election process, chain of custody. Chain of custody was not accurately kept, making it impossible to know who touched the ballots and when, again, against the law. Envelopes without signature. Without signatures, images of ballot envelopes with an apparent approval stamp behind the basic graphics on the envelope suggest tampering. Connectivity to the internet has been established. Period. Has been established. You broke the law. That's against the law. So if the if 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 you if it's been established that you've connected to the internet. You have machines that are not up-to-date with the most up-to-date security measures and programs. Anything that comes out of that machine has to be fraudulent, even by the government standards. So don't let them take their narrative and run it all over the, all over the world, because even by their standards, they broke their, they broke their own rules, but definitely broke state law. Okay, has been established in violation of Arizona law and contrary to what we've been told about the system. Sloppy caretaking of ballots. Missing batches in boxes. Batches in the boxes not listed on the box or the county list. These are just a few of many of the issues brought up uh, today. This was Friday. And necessitate a dramatic change in the way we oversee our elections. And how we hold those accountable who have broken our laws. That means that there's people who broke laws. Most importantly, whenever there is a malfeasance and skullduggery, we must both nullify the election and repeat it. Get that? We must both nullify that election and repeat it with one more securely conducted. And we must move forward with indictments of those who have perpetrated this fraud against us. You see how deep it goes, folks? You know that law that says you're supposed to 
maintain uh, your ballots for two years. Keep your ballots very secure for two years. 52 U.S. Code 20701. 50, 52 U.S. Code 20701, which says, shall retain and preserve for a period of 22 months from the date of any general, special, or primary election. 18 U.S. Code 595, interference by administration of employees of federal, state, or territorial, territorial governments. They're breaking laws left and right here, folks. So Attorney General Mark Burnovich is the one who can push all this forward. He can push all this forward. Let me take a drink of coffee, and then we'll get to Mark Burnovich, okay? And what needs to happen next. Please, please, folks, share this video with people who agree with you and share it with people who do not agree with you. Because most people do not understand the U.S. code, or the U.S. laws that were broke, the state laws that were broke, and they don't even understand the simple, the simple fact that 57,000 votes cannot be counted. So all they're doing is listening to the mainstream media. Hell, half of our own are just listening to the mainstream media. Jen says nothing will ever happen. Sorry, I disagree with you. Respectfully, Jen. I, I disagree with you. And if the only thing that happens out of this, and this is a huge if in my opinion, but if the only thing that happens out of this is that they won't be able to do this again in 2022-2024, then we win. Then we win. If that's the only thing that happens, then we win. What we lose in the process, some people say we'll never get back. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. But that's my personal opinion. I may not know what I'm talking about. Matter of fact, there was a guy on uh, Telegram this week who was on my Telegram page, who I've since banned because he just got belligerent, um, was him telling me that I'm always wrong. Jeremy's always wrong. Why do you follow this guy? He's an idiot. Hmm. Funny, isn't it? The only thing I was ever really wrong about was Mike Pence and what he should have done and Donald Trump not letting this election slip away from him because of Mike Pence. And, and, and because I was so wrong about that, I am so, so biased uh, towards Pence now. And, and, and it made me look terrible because I believed that he was going to do the thing that was correct. I believed he was going to do the right thing and he didn't. Whoever knew that that would happen? You know what I mean? Whoever knew what that would happen? Um, I respect that. I just feel like we're going in circles. It might feel like we're going in circles, but we're not. We're definitely going in a straight line. We're definitely going in a straight line. Okay, Mark Burnovich. Let's talk about him for a minute. He's talking a good game, and if he does what he says he's going to do, then he will be an American hero that this country never forgets. Mark Burnovich's name will go down in the history books, Right there alongside President Trump. Right there alongside um, Rudy Giuliani. Right there alongside people who fight like Ron DeSantis. Maybe even more than those guys. If Mark Burnovich does what he's saying he's going to do, then he will, he will definitely be the largest, the large, one of the largest heroes in American history. Because if he has the, the courage to do what is right, it's going to give so many other attorney generals that same courage. They're not going to be afraid. They're not going to be afraid. Okay? Now, let's get back to him real quick. If he finds that these 57,000 ba ballots that we've only found in the preliminary report, let me continue to keep saying that, folks. This is like your first draft. When you do a report at school, when you do a written or an oral report at school, you have drafts, 
Remember, first draft, second draft, final draft. This is first draft. That's where we are with this audit. In Arizona alone, is we're with the first we're with the first draft right now. Okay. So if he finds that these fifty-seven thousand ballots are truly fraudulent, then the first thing that he needs to do is have them removed from the count, and then back the state legislature who has plenary power to decertify the election. Once that happens in Arizona, I guarantee you six other states will follow immediately. Immediately. Including states where we actually won, but lost the Senate or House seats. Okay? So let me read to you what Mark Burnovich actually says about all of this. Because it's important. It's important to know where he is and where his head is. Alright? Mark Burnovich says, It's high noon. This is what he said this weekend. If we don't stand up and protect the, con- the Constitution and the rule of law, we will never get it back. That's what he said this weekend. All right? He says there's a window of opportunity here. This key moment in history, that if we stand up now and protect the Constitution and the rule of law, if we don't stand up now, we'll never get it back. That's what he said. And again, he's running for, he, he's running for U.S. Senate. So he knows that he's got an opportunity here to do the right thing. I'm not asking him to do the wrong thing. I'm not asking him to cheat. I'm asking him to do exactly the opposite. Tell the truth. Tell the truth and get it out there. And then and then have the guts to do so. Remember, when Merrick Garland threatened Arizona and Attorney Mark Burnovich, if they do the canvassing, the canvassing is the key, folks. Statewide canvassing will prove everything that I just said today. They don't want that statewide canvassing. And they've already threatened... Mark Burnovich, if he does, if the state does the statewide canvassing, they're going to come down on him. He's already said, bring it. You have no power here. He also said this. Um, oh, that's what I just I just read you that. Where if we don't stand up now, then we'll, we'll never get it back. And he compared himself to a sheriff that play, played by Gary Cooper in the classic, classic High Noon Western. He's especially concerned that Washington Democrats will succeed in pushing through Biden's liberal agenda before the election, in which Republicans are now favored to take Congress. But he can stop all that. Mark, you can stop every bit of this, buddy. You have the power to stop it all. And he knows this. He knows this, you guys. He says, we're facing two maladies in this country. One was created in a Chinese lab. Thank you, Mark Burnovich, for at least acknowledging this. One was created in a Chinese lab. The other is coming out of D.C., he said. If we don't have this fight now, I don't want to look back 25 or 50 years from now and have people ask, what did you do when the United States was becoming a socialist or a Marxist country? He said, I want to be able to say, quote, I stopped it. He said this this weekend. He's quoted by saying, I want to be able to say, I stopped it. Now, if this guy, if this attorney general, if this supposed man of God does what he's saying he's going to do, the Biden administration has to fear Mark Burnovich now more than Trump, more than DeSantis, more than Abbott, more than Gates, more than MTG, more than Steve Bannon. Public enemy number one right now is Mark Burnovich. He has more power than people realize, folks. So we're going to give him a call. I'm sure... That the office is closed right now in Arizona, but we're going to give him a call anyway. Maybe we'll get through, maybe we won't. Let's call his Phoenix office first, 620-542-5763. 
And I urge all of you. There's 5,000 watching on Rumble alone right now, folks. Please call him. 5,000 of you. Call him five times today. That's 25,000 calls he will get. I'll make that pledge. I promise I will call too. As many times as I can today between shows. Call, call, call. Here we go. 602-542-5763. Well, that shouldn't be a vacant number. 602-542-5763. Well, let's call his Tucson office. I'm not going to spend time finding out why that's not working. 520-628-6504. Come on. offices of the Arizona Attorney General's Tucson Main Complex. Our business hours are 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. Our office is closed on weekends and holidays. Para Español, Marquetos. You may make your selection from the following menu at any time. If your call concerns consumer information or complaints, press 1. If your call concerns employment, housing, or disability discrimination, Press 2. If you are a crime victim or calling on behalf of a crime victim, press 4. If your call concerns... I'm going to say I'm a crime victim. Maybe that will get me through to somebody because I feel like I'm a victim of a crime. General's Office of Victim Services in Tucson. We're unable to take your call at this time. Please leave your name and number and we will return your call as soon as possible. Thank you. Record your message at the tone. When you are finished, hang up or press pound for more <clears throat> options. Hi, this is Jeremy Harrell from Real America's Voice News and Live from America. I would love an opportunity to speak with Attorney General Mark Burnovich, invite him on the show, and talk to him a little bit about his monumental task he's got uh, that's been put forward to, uh, forward to him by the Arizona State Senate in investigating the fraud and uh, now the, the known fraud that happened in November of 2020. Again, this is Jeremy Harrell. Uh, number one, I would like to urge Mark Burnovich to, that everybody's watching and everybody's waiting on him. Uh, to save the day when it comes to all this. But two, I would love to get him on the show. Again, Jeremy Harrell, Real America's Voice News. Please contact me at Jeremy at Jeremy Harrell, H-E-R-R-E-L-L dot com. And uh, I'll be calling back a little bit later to see if I can connect with somebody then. Thank you very much. God bless you and have a great day. And folks, remember, all you have to do, if you don't get a hold of somebody, if you call and you don't get a hold of somebody, then please just leave a message. Leave a message urging them to make sure that they investigate and ultimately uh, bring charges up on any fraudulent or criminal activity. They, these messages will rack up. Somebody listens to them. Nine times out of ten, you won't get anybody. But leave the message. And then you know what? Set your phone every hour on the hour. Call back. Call back. Call back. Okay? Um... We're the same time as you in Arizona right now. Oh, she's talking to somebody in the... I was going to say, you're not the same time as me. I'm on the East Coast. But uh, uh, decertify now. Exactly. 
Exactly. But here, but I, you know what, folks? I have another. I have a, another uh, thing to tackle when it comes to to these elections. Provisional ballots. Let's talk about provisional ballots for a minute. How soon we forget the audio that was leaked in Detroit, in Michigan, last year, about how to use provisional ballots as a way to cheat. This is a huge issue. And, folks, this is where a lot of the big cheat happened. Okay, remember I told you. They, ne they needed to cheat four or five different ways in order to steal this election. They could not have just done it through Dominion. It wasn't enough to just do it with the mail-in ballots. They had to do provisional ballots. They had to do uh, ballot harvesting, drop-off spots, drop-off boxes. They had to do the machines. They had to do all of it in order to actually win because Trump beat Biden by that much. So there was no way. There was no way that they could have just done one of those. Okay? Now, provisional ballots is where another big, huge cheat happened. And we're still seeing it as late as California. Remember, people were showing up and said, I've... They said, you've already voted. No, I haven't. Well, it says you hear, you hear, hear that you have. And you're supposed to be issued a provisional ballot at that time. Not an absentee ballot. A provisional ballot. You want to know how they cheated in California? Provisional ballots. They did the same thing in Michigan last year. And I'm going to play the audio, just in case you forgot, where the person was actually teaching, teaching the Democrat poll watchers in there how to cheat with provisional ballots. This is a big one, folks. This is a big one, all right? Let me play the video for you, or the audio, so that you can see what I'm talking about. Provisional ballots is another way that they cheated. I'm going to play about four to five minutes of this video for you, so you can remember what I'm talking about. Give them a bite of it. Real focus, sir. 
You challenge a ballot. You take the ballot, you write in the under the barcode 2003, and you cover it with what kind of tape? Post-it. Post Post the post-it tape. But this time, you're gonna put it in a secrecy sleeve, and Mr. Starks is gonna go vote as normal. Alright, so there's a lot more to that that I'm not gonna play right now. Long story short, folks. What are we doing in this time that Donald Trump left till now? What are we doing with this time? Are we sitting around complaining that nothing's ever going to get done and nobody will be held accountable, which I understand that complaint because I feel that every single day too. But you have two choices. You have two choices when it comes to all of this that we found out since Donald Trump left office until now. What have we done? We've uncovered so much fraud, real, factual fraud. We have names. We have people. We know what people did. There's audio recordings. There's video recordings. Is anything going to be, or is any of these people going to be held under account, un, accountable under the current regime in place in the White House and in, at the top of some of these swing states? No, they're not. They're not. And you got, you have to stop wishing or hoping that they're going to be held accountable under these people. They are not. Period. What can you do? Continue and continue to store up God's wrath on them. You really want to see the best is yet to come? Continue storing up God's wrath. Continue pushing forward. Continue fighting because you're going to lose 100% of the opportunities and, and that you don't take. And you're taking, we're taking these opportunities every day to fight and expose, fight and expose, fight and expose. Because I've told you once and I'll tell you again and you can think that I'm right and you can think that I'm wrong on this. But the more we expose, the less chance they're going to have to be able to cheat again. Which means when we do win in massive fashion, because they won't be able to do this again. They won't be able to lock out poll challengers. They won't be able to remove people and put up cardboard boxes. They won't be able to do mail-in ballots and drop boxes like they did in these states again and cheat. And it's the only way they can win is if they employ all these, ta employ all these tactics at the same time. So when we do get the right people in place, whether it's state by state or all of them or, or, the, or, the, or, or the White House, then we will hold these people accountable. Those are your two choices. Those are your two choices right now. Complain about it and watch nothing happen or continue to push forward and make something happen. That's the difference between a winner and a loser. 
and winners focus on winning, and losers focus on winners. That is where we are. Those are your two choices. Continue to go, nothing will happen, and complain about these people, or put your nose to the ground, or to, uh, to the grind, put your foot on the pedal, and keep exposing, and keep pushing forward and fighting, because you never know what's going to happen. You never know which knockout blow is going to knock them out, which uppercut, which right hand is going to knock them out. We've got this far with what we've done. We've got this far, haven't we? And they never thought we'd get this far. They never thought we would take it to the point where we would actually challenge everything. Stop complying. Live like a free man or a free woman. Start fighting more because your children and your grandchildren's lives depend on it. Those are your two choices. That's it. You have to find out which side of the fence you want to be on. That's up to you. That's not up to me. That's not up to... to to Becky who's watching, or Jen who's watching, or Carla who's watching, or Corn Pop who's watching. It's not up to anybody. It's up to you to decide which side of the fence you want to continue to be on. And I love the side that continues to, sh to drag these people through the mud and show the world who they really are and what they're really made of. And when it comes time to for justice to be served, when God does that, we will all be on the right side of the fence. I will never take my foot off this gas. Period. You quit, you lose. Why do you think Donald Trump has still not um, conceded the election? Why? Because he's not a quitter. Because he's continuing to fight. Let's keep fighting with him. Let's get louder. Every time they do something to us, let's do it back to them twice as hard. Let's be those counterpunchers that Donald Trump has asked us to be. Let's get side by side with him and not behind him. Side by side. It's the only way we win. Only way we win. Now, another thing that I want to show you is because of all of this audit that's gone on in Arizona, because people are, courage is contagious. Here's some good news out of Wisconsin. As these counties continue to jump up and say, we want a forensic audit, we want a forensic audit, there are now more counties demanding a full state forensic audit than there are that are not demanding it, number one. Number two, they have just discovered 23,000 voters who apparently had the same name and phone number or the same address and phone number, which is legitimately impossible. 23,000 because people decided not to give up. Because people decided not to just say, oh, let's just stop because we're not going to win anyway. Because of people who decided not to just go, nothing will ever happen. No, they're fighting. And they found 23,000 votes of people who apparently had the same phone number and address or the same name and address. Logistically impossible. You think they would have found that if they just said, I'm going to quit? No. They found it because they kept their foot on the gas. Jeremy, have you considered Pence was threatened to do what he did? 100%. Which, which, make, which what's exactly what makes him a coward. Which is exactly what makes him a coward. Right there. I don't care if he was threatened or not. Do you honestly believe, and I'm not saying that, that I'm better than Pence or I'm better than anybody else, but do you honestly believe, let me take my glasses off for this one, let me look you in the eye. Do you honestly believe that if somebody threatened me that they were going to kill me or my family if I, didn't, if I didn't shut up? Do you honestly believe that I would, regardless of what they threatened me with? Do you honestly believe that Jeremy Harrell himself, me, would 
say, oh, I can't do that. I can't do what's best for my country and, and the fate of this country because somebody's threatening me. No, I wouldn't have. I can put that on everything that I love. I can put that as God is my witness. I wouldn't give up. So for him to give up and for him to be scared by some threatening makes him a coward. And that man will never hold another position as long as he lives. Never. Because he's a coward. Anybody who puts their morals and the right thing aside because they're threatened with something is a coward. Period. And there is no room for that in the new Republican Party. None. Matter of fact, I just got my bulletproof vest in the mail today from Rosa Catalano. And I just want to say thank you, Rosa, because it makes me even... I'll put that on, then I'll put my Armor of God shirt over it. Before we get to the next story, folks, which is going to be talking about Trump's rally, we're going to go over about 15 minutes today, so I hope that's okay with you. All right? I want to talk about two things. Dan Bongino, who was pretty much roasted for the last two months for not covering the election fraud, is now covering it. Dan Bongino, this weekend, said election fraud happened... And I know he said he was going to do everything on his timing for his show. Maybe he was waiting for real evidence to come out, which we already knew existed. And that's okay, Dan. But the good news is, and by the grace of God, Dan Bongino is finally covering the election fraud and said that he does believe election fraud happened and he does believe that it, was, it had a determination in the outcome of the election. That is powerful, folks. That's big. Because he was staying away from it just in case there wasn't. And the fact that he's saying it now lets you know that it's true. That it's real. And if we could get somebody like him behind us 100%, we would be so much further than where we are right now. We need all of the warriors for this country to stand up. And we need all of us at the same time to have one voice in unison. Or else we're never going to beat the left who does that all the time. I wish he would have jumped out in front of this, along with me and many others. He's got a lot bigger of a voice than I do, and who am I to criticize what he does? Who am I to criticize what he does? But as a person, as, as, as a person with an opinion, I am so happy that he finally jumped on board. Because he understands, folks, that this is real. About time. About time. But at least he's here. And that's the important part. Number two, before I move on. Mike Lindell has so many new products coming out that he's having major overstock sales. Meaning that stuff that he had that didn't sell so well, he's got major sales on it going on with promo codes right now. Whether you choose War Room, whether you choose you know, Ben Berkham's promo code, or whoever's you choose, or LFA, get as much as you can now through Mike Lindell because those overstocked items are probably going to be pushed to the back when they're gone, and the new items are going to be coming out. One that I want... And I asked my wife if she wanted one too was the robes. I got to get the robes. Got to get the robes. Got to get the robes, folks. But anyway, you got to know that. If you want anything from Mike Lindell, if you're, if you're Christmas shopping right now, or, um, or if you want to get early Christmas presents, get them now with my promo code LFA because he's having huge overstock sales. Somebody just said Greg Gutfeld somewhat now is talking about it too. Well, well he should. President Trump graced him with a great interview. At least acknowledge what happened. Don't be so scared of Fox and the people who pay your salaries. I would go broke. I would live under a bridge like a troll. I would become Hillary Clinton herself before I would, I would 
stomp all over my moral compass. I would never do that. I don't know why some of these people do this for a job and for money. I don't get it. I never will. Let's talk about President Trump's rally for a minute. But before we talk about President Trump's rally, I want to show you something from one of our own, one of my own colleagues right here at Real America's Voice News, Dr. Gina, Dr. Gina Loudon, who actually lives right near President Trump in, in, um, in uh, Florida. She asked President Trump a very, very a wonderful question before the rally. And a question that nobody else has asked him. Everybody asks, are you running? Are you going to run? Are you going to try to decertify? Are you going to see if the decertification happens and then you get put in? Are you going to be the Speaker of the House? They're always asking him what his plans are as, you know, pertaining to him running. Dr. Gina was smart. She asked it in a different way. Check out what, how this went. As a matter of fact, our very own Dr. Gina Loudon spoke one-on-one with President Trump before he stepped on stage tonight, and here's a quick preview of their conversation. If you were looking at VP candidates this time, are you ready to pick, uh, you know, presidents through history have always taken the safe route, right? They pick somebody from the right state with the right this, the right that. But I think you're the bold president. Are you ready to make the kind of a bold choice where you bring in an America first candidate like a Matt Gates or an MTG or a General Flynn, somebody like that? Well, we're going to make you happy if we decide to do that. And I will tell you, I think people are going to be very, very happy with the decision. We're going to be, now, now he said that a hundred times, right? We're going to make you very happy. We already know the guy's running. The reason why he's not saying he's running yet has, to me, in my opinion, has nothing to do with campaign finance laws or anything that, anything like that. It has everything to do with the audits. That, in my personal opinion, it has everything to do with the audits. Why he won't say I'm running in 2024. Because there's a good possibility he's going to be, the states are going to, this is going to get kicked back to the states before that. So that's, in my opinion, why President Trump holds out. However, what a great question by Dr. Gina. If you haven't ever seen her show, make sure you watch it. I believe it's on at 7 o'clock every night on Real America's Voice News. Wonderful, great friend of President Trump, very close to him. And that was a great question to ask. Really great question to ask. Now let's talk about his, his rally for a minute. Folks, magic. That's all I can say. When I used to see President Trump go around this country in 2015 and 2016, before he was elected president, I said, there's magic there. He connects with the people. He says what the people are thinking. He says what the people are feeling. And he has no filter. And he doesn't put a suit and tie politician answer to anything. It was magic. Up until uh, this weekend, all of his rallies that he's done, Alabama, Ohio, Georgia, um, uh, Florida, I didn't see the magic again. I didn't see the magic. I see the magic now. I saw the magic this Saturday. That magic, whatever it is that he had in 2015 and 2016, it's back. That's huge news. That is big. That's bigly. That's huge. It's bigly. It's big league and bigly, okay? And it's massive that he's got that magic back. That's huge because he needed that back. It almost felt... Trump rallies are fun regardless, but up until this Saturday, the last few rallies that he's had have almost felt stale to me. Almost felt like you need something new. You're doing the same thing you did in 2015 and 2016. Something new has to come out of this. And the audits, I think, is what fired him up. Bargain Queen says the audits fired him up. You're exactly right. I believe what these audits are proving and producing and what he knows that we don't know is firing him back up. 
So I believe that the magic is back again. He's got it back finally. He's focused. He's rested. He's determined. He's trusting in God. And he's back on fire again. And he knows he's coming back regardless of when. And they know, talking about the left, that he's coming back regardless of when. That's why they're trying to do everything they can to keep him out, change any laws they can in this country to keep him from, from, from winning again because they know they're screwed. They know they're screwed. Let's just face it. Let's call a spade a spade. Becky says, I think he did that on purpose. He might have. He might have slowly geared back up until now. He might have. But if you don't think that President Trump has something stuck up his sleeve to really shoot him into that stratosphere like he was in 2015 and 16, then you're sadly mistaken. Sadly mistaken. But it needs people like Dan Bongino to get on the train. Stop just walking alongside the train and get on it. I'm not telling you what to do, Dan, because God knows you run your show how you want to, and so do I. Um, let's go ahead and uh, fire up that Dum Dum Award, shall we? The Dum Dum Award today is going to go to Alejandro Mayorkas. This guy is a dumb dumb. I mean, if there's anybody who's been in this position before that's a dumb dumb, it's definitely Alejandro Mayorkas. So let's go, now, go ahead and give him the Dum Dum, shall we? Now, number one, I'm going to give him the dum-dum because he's truly just stupid. The guy has no idea what's going on. His facts and his numbers are way off. His facts are not facts. They're actually false. His numbers are way off. The guy has no handle on anything, and he doesn't even know a specific number of people that his um, office has released into this country illegally. He also admitted that he... 12,000 or more, I don't know, it could be 10,000, could be 12,000, have been just released into the United States without a COVID test, without a COVID passport, without any kind of PPE whatsoever. Here you go, just jump right in. Now, what you're about to see is Jake Tapper, of all people, folks, Jake Tapper taking uh, Mayorkas to task and, and, and saying, basically, you're a liar. And when CNN is doing this, there's got to be an underlying ulterior motive and i'll tell you what that is in a minute let's first play the video like i said when jake tapper starts saying this kind of stuff you know you you're you're kind of screwed so where is this video come on right there it is here we go sorry for the delay folks check it out that are reduced the facts that are determined will drive the outcome nothing less and nothing more some but of the what those images, but Go James, ahead, what those images, what those images suggest, what 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 they appeared to portray, was horrifying, and that I think uh, deserves attention. That is quite different than fact determinations. And I will tell you, I served as a federal prosecutor for twelve years, and yeah. we conducted independent investigations, uh, despite. Uh, what appearances yeah. might have been and the public outcry about them. But that, but that's the thing. Some of the initial descriptions of those images were just patently false. There's now video out there that provides more context. Uh, having seen the video, uh, are you certain that there was actually wrongdoing? I am going to let those investigators make that determination. Because I don't know and anything. Then that determination will drive the outcome of the investigation. <laughs> Can the Border Patrol count on you and President Biden, who has said the people will pay, uh, to come to an, uh, a determination based on the facts and, and not based on Twitter outrage? They sure can. And let me say uh, something about that, Jake. 
because I've worked very closely with the men and women of U.S. Customs and Border Protection for many years, many, many years. And I, they are heroic, what they do. And I saw their heroism displayed in Del Rio, Texas, last Monday when I was there on the ground. And that is emblematic of who they are, their commitment to this country, their talent, and tireless dedication to mission. I'm incredibly proud uh, to work alongside them. Well, as you know, a lot of those uh, uh, agents on horseback, uh, they're on horse because there are no roads in so many parts of, of the border, and a lot of them have saved the lives of migrants trying to cross the river. Uh, the nice words you said about them, you should probably share with President Biden, not just with, uh, <laughs> not just with me today. Thank you so much for your time today, Secretary Mayorkas. Now, here, here's a crazy thing. Chris Wallace, that scumbag on Fox, actually took him to task this weekend, too. Who would have ever thought that Chris Wallace would do that? Not only that, Russell Brandt. If you did not see Russell Brandt go live on his podcast this weekend, he called out everybody. Not only that, Rihanna, who cares about her, right? Nobody cares. Rihanna wore a t-shirt this weekend in front of cameras that said, um, you should still think what, or, or, Remember to think while it's still legal. Matter of fact, let me. I have that pulled up. I do have that pulled up. Here she goes. Here's a here's a picture of what Rihanna wore this weekend. Check this out. Think while it's still legal. Her shirt says. See that? Think while it's still legal. That's not the only thing that happened this weekend. Football games all over the country were still saying blank Joe Biden. Blank Joe Biden. There were concerts, three different concerts this weekend. A country concert, uh, a country concert. Um, um, the former singer of, of Stained, Aaron Lewis, he had a concert, and there was another concert this weekend where they were all saying the same thing. Blank Joe Biden. Blank Joe Biden. They're losing it, folks. They're losing it, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you, within two weeks' time, by the middle of October, Joe Biden's approval ratings will be at twenty nine percent. Guarantee you. Now check this out. Isn't it weird that all this is happening right now? Remember I told you that I was a Trump supporter before it was cool? Remember I told you that? You want to know what's going to start being cool? When they want all their ratings back and all their money back. And when the independents and some of the liberals, like Nicki Minaj, like... you think? Do you think that you would see this if it wasn't for Nicki Minaj last week? You think you'd see this? No, you wouldn't see this. Courage is contagious. Watch how this plays out, folks. You will see the mainstream media, starting in November of this year, be more favorable to Trump, not to Trump specifically and individually, but Trump's policies, by attacking the left harder and harder, like you've seen Jake Tapper start to do there. Why? Ratings. They've lost half of their audience, if not more, in some of these news organizations. They know that a second coming of President Donald J. Trump will bring them millions and millions and millions of dollars back and will bring the millions of viewers that left them to come to places like Real America's Voice News, Newsmax, OAN, RSBN, and individual media uh, journalists like, you know, Project Veritas, even, even uh, Ben Berkwam himself. They know, they know that if they fuel the fire between the two sides again, and while doing so, it's only going to make Trump look good that all of their ratings will come back. Just so they can dump on Trump when he gets back. Folks, it's, it's so easy to see what's happening. It's so easy to get ahead of it. 
they know that Trump is coming back and they want the ratings. So what they're going to do is they're going to fuel the fire by attacking the left. And people like me will go, look, even Jake Tapper, even Morning Joe, they're even attacking them now. And it's important to show it. It's important to show it, not because they actually believe that the left is doing anything wrong, but because of the underlying agenda, which is we need to make it so that Trump comes back so that we can have massive ratings between Trump and the Democrat Party again. Oh, it's going to be so exciting. They're so stupid. Honestly, it's fake news. They're so stupid. And, and, and again, this Mayorkas and his, um, and his office have been putting all the blame on these horseback riders, right? These border patrols on their horseback. They've suspended them. They're investigating, and they will fire them, even though the photographer, the videographer, and everybody who was there said that none of that happened. No whipping happened. Nobody was running people over on horses. We have video footage of it all. It shows everything. That's not going to stop the left from pushing their stupid narrative. So, shout out to Governor Greg Abbott. He said every single border patrol agent that is fired... Every over border patrol agent that was on horseback that was that gets fired, we will hire them in the great state of Texas to be border patrol here for the state of Texas. Great job! Great job! Great job, Governor Abbott, and great job, uh, great state of Texas. Because if, if 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 we're gonna if they're gonna fire these people, if cancel culture is gonna get to these people, then we'll pick up the slack like we did with Mike Lindell. We'll pick up the slack. Don't worry about it. You don't need to be over there anyway. It's only showing the world exactly how bad the other side is. That's it. All right, folks. Now I want to get to... I have two more stories here. And I'm sorry I've kept you over this long. I do apologize. These are very important, though. This morning, my mom quit her job. And she's crying because she doesn't know how she's going to make a living. And I told her, don't worry about it, Mom. If, you, if it takes a month or two for you to find a job, I'll help you out. I'll do whatever I can to help you out. I'll sell more. Uh, I'll sell more apparel, or I'll get more my pillow profit. Either way, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be there for my mother. My mother quit her job because they're gonna make her take the COVID vaccine. My mother stood up. My mother was courageous. My mother, I did not think she was going to do it. I thought that my mother would actually fold if they told her we're going to fire you because my mom is not. My mom's poor. My mom's not living well. You know what I mean? We do, we do everything we can to help her, but my mom is alone. She doesn't have a husband. She's by herself with her dog. And she decided, you know what? I'm not taking this COVID vaccine. So she quit. And I, and I think that's awesome of her. That gave me so much inspiration. You know what? I'll, I'll do it. Obviously, it's my mother. I'm going to do whatever I can for her. But the reason why I brought that up is because it's happening all over the country. Hospital workers, police officers, regular business, uh, people who work for regular everyday small businesses, they're leaving as fast as they can because they're not going to they're not going to trample on their morals and if they said they're not going to take this jab they're not going to take the jab. Well, it happened in Massachusetts this weekend, folks. 20% of Massachusetts state troopers resigned and walked out ahead of the deadline for the state's mandatory vaccine. They challenged this. When I say they, I mean the police union, the police workers union in Massachusetts challenged this. It went to a judge. Judge said, nope, you still have to take the COVID shit. You still have to take the vaccine if you want to be police officers. 20% walked out. That means that Massachusetts is 20% less safe today than they were yesterday. 
all because of the stupid mandate of this stupid vaccine that's not even a vaccine that doesn't work because you still get COVID from it and not a single person on this planet is going to tell me that anybody is better off when they get COVID by taking this stupid mRNA scientific jab experiment than if they didn't. It's the stupidest thing in the world. I'm never going to go for it and the smart people of this world are never going to go for it either, which is why doctors and people with PhDs are among the highest hesitancy. Thank you, Alicia Wyda. God bless you. God bless you. I'm going to give that right to my mom, Alicia. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. But 20% less safe because of this stupid, ridiculous, dumb, fake vaccine that they want everybody to take. Period. That's what it is. I'm not going to mince words. It's what it is. And more and more people are going to quit. More and more people are going to be... um, More and more uh, um, states are going to see economic downturn because people are going to quit. Thank you, Cindy. God bless you. I'll, say, I'll give that to her as well. Thank you. She'll be so, so, she's going to cry over this. Maybe I'll see if I can bring her on as a guest later on so she can tell you exactly what happened. But that's huge, folks. 20% of the, of, uh, of the police officers say, no, we're not doing this. And good, and good for them. Good for them. And now, I'm not going to forget the Smarty Award, folks. I know I went late. Smarty Award, here on Live from America, September 27, 2021. Holy crap, you guys. Look at all <laughs> my mom. You guys. Oh, Stacy, Pat. God bless you, you guys. You guys didn't have to do that. That's not why I told you to do that. Please don't feel like I'm asking for money for her. Please don't feel like that. I just wanted to talk, tell you about how courageous she was. You know what I mean? She would have never done that a long time ago. She would have never done that a long time ago. Oh, and, and somebody said make them make them quit, make her quit. They already told her that it's part of the new policy. If she decided not to get the vaccine and quit, she wouldn't get a... Uh, she wouldn't get... Um, what do you want to call it? Unemployment. Um, so she just did it. I wish she wouldn't. I wish she would have waited until they fired her, but she didn't. Guys, that's $350, That's $400 you guys donated for her today. I'm going to make sure I get that to her. She's going to be so incredibly happy, you guys. God bless you for doing that. Smarty Award of the Day today goes to Governor DeSantis. Why? Because remember about a week and a half ago or so, um, Biden said he was going to withhold life-saving drugs Life-saving monoclonal, let me say that right, monoclonal antibodies for for people in the state of Florida. Literally the one job that the President of the United States has, the one job that the President has is to protect Americans. Meanwhile, Biden is saying, I'm not going to protect Americans and I'm going to let him die all because he played politics. And he would not give Governor DeSantis the correct amount of monoclonal antibodies that he needed. So what did Governor DeSantis do? Folks, what did he do? He decided to go outside of that, and he went right to the manufacturer themselves, cut out Biden as the <laughs> speaker in cursive, um, <laughs> sniffer and thief, and went right to the um, the manufacturer and got the monoclonal antibodies that he needed for the people of his state. So that's why he gets the Smarty Award of the day. And folks, more and more came in. Holy moly macaroni. Look at that. Look at that. I can't even believe all you guys did that for her and and that just goes to show you the incredible kindness and the incredible family that we have here in life from america folks um look at that another you guys come on you guys i can't even she is going to be so incredibly happy look at this let me count how much is here one two three four hundred four fifty five hundred you guys there's like five hundred and fifty dollars six hundred dollars here so for my mom i can't even I, I, you guys Thank you so very, so very much. 
Thank you so very much. I, she's going to be so incredibly ecstatic about this. And I just want to say, I didn't tell you guys this to donate to her. I really didn't. I really did not. And I can't ever repay you. All I can say is, I was telling you that to give you some inspiration and some hope. And you guys are truly wonderful. So thank you very much. Holy moly. Wow, look what God does. You guys are going to make me... This fight is so incredibly hard every single day. I'm sorry that the end of the show you guys have caused me to cry like this. And I'm sorry for ending the show like this. It shouldn't be. It should be more of a happy ending. But you guys, this fight is so hard every day. It's taken a toll on such my, me and my family. And when I see you guys do this stuff for me and anybody that I'm associated with, it's just... It's incredible. It makes it all worth it. Just the thought of you guys doing this stuff, it makes it worth it. So I just want to say thank you very much. She's going to be so incredibly happy. People came through for her like this and they don't even know her. <clears throat> so thank you. Oh, thank you guys so very much. Anything I can ever do for any of you, just let me know. I'm going to end the show because now I'm all, <laughs> I'm all flustered, guys. Um, remember, guys, thank you very much. There's right ways and there's wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. And he is incredible. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Because you are children of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Especially if we band together like this, you guys. I did not expect you guys to do this. I did not ask for that. That's not why I did it, I swear. I'm just so incredibly grateful for you. And I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. And I can't wait to tell you what my mom says when I tell her this. She's going to be so happy. God bless you guys. Thank you. I'll see you at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Have a great day, okay? <clears throat>